This is a TBN UK podcast. In this series, you can hear some of the interviews from TBN Meets, where faith meets culture. Hear from Christian ministries, innovators, authors, artists, and creatives. Hi, TBN family, and welcome to TBN Meets. Today, we're joined by Andrew and Sue Owen, founders of Destiny Ministries and senior pastors of Destiny Church in Glasgow. They've been part of the TBN family for a while, and they are here to tell us about the exciting changes in their ministries and what their vision is for the future. Welcome, Andrew and Sue. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you. much. Great to be with you. Great to be with you. So you've been in the studio recording for the past couple of days, and as we mentioned, you've been with the TBN family for a little while. Um, how are you enjoying being with us? That's a bit of a biased question, isn't it? It's a lovely journey. We are enjoying it so much, and it's such a privilege to be involved. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Whole learning experience for us, and it's a great partnership, and it's just exciting to see what God's doing. And our viewers love um, your content, what we do. So first, Sue, we'll just speak to you about Pray Together. Um, now, what people probably don't know that when they see it every morning is that you come in and sometimes you do 60 a day. So how do you get the inspiration behind them, and, and, and what kind of drives you in terms of how you prepare them? I think the inspiration, Janelle, comes from knowing the needs of people and that people are ordinary and all the needs are quite, you, you know, the usual across the globe. So it could be loneliness, it could be finance or something. And those things are on my mind. And then I ask God, what would you say about that? I believe, as I keep saying, there's a promise for every problem. And so that inspires me to search a script for a scripture that will help. And you do Destiny um, together, but you do a few of them solo. And what's your preparation process for those? Usually we, or I would seek God for a word that I think is current for the moment. Yeah. Um, and that would take many hours of study in the scriptures, praying over it, um, trying to think of stories and illustrations that people could connect with. and. Oftentimes, when we're preparing to record programs, there must be a hundred plus hours of preparation that goes in for a 28-minute slot. It doesn't sound like that, I don't think, perhaps, but it's kind of a precipitation of what God is saying, what His Word is saying, digging in deep, catching stories that always interest people. People love the stories we tell, I think, and just to see how real God is in our lives and in, can be in their lives too. And you get great responses, you know, from people who watch what you do. Um, do you have any particular testimonies that stand out from some of the ones you've received? Just one that springs to my mind. A lady was telling me about her son, and he was struggling with mental health issues, confidence, isolating himself. And she asked me two things. Would you pray for him that he might pass his driving test and find work? And both of those things have happened. And it's such a joy to hear of a life that's changed. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm. I think for me, one of the things that always surprises me is how wide the audience is that seems to connect with the message. Yeah. So we hear from prisons across the UK where prisoners are watching the programme and trying to find their destiny and their way forward. Um, people who, due to circumstances, have become shut in at home, or people who are really concerned about their families and their kids in particular. And oftentimes when people connect with us, asking us to pray, it's often for healing. Yeah. So we've had some great stories and testimonies of people with cancers disappearing, mm. 
um, bodies being made whole. So it's lovely when we get the opportunity to pray with people, but it's also lovely when they write and say, hey, this is what's happened. Yeah. And it's amazing because God is moving all the time and he's always doing new things. And sometimes people find it hard to say, well, what's happening? And so do you find you have enough space or places to kind of share some of these incredible stories? And where can people find some of that? I think the stories often sometimes, well, not sometimes they could be private yeah. and you wouldn't ever want to share that, yeah. but you would want to celebrate with that unique person, that beautiful person that's had a breakthrough. But then in church, in conferences, sometimes in prayer meetings, we'll just celebrate what God has done because it's awesome to see the breakthroughs that are happening, you know. People love good news, don't they? So they love to hear what's going on. So. Each week I usually send out an e-news yeah. and sometimes I'll put a story in that or a testimony that's come back in that. And um, we run a partners network as well and people celebrate with the breakthroughs that people get yeah. in life. And sometimes those breakthroughs have come after many years and all of a sudden God's shown up for them. They just and love it. And it's an exciting thing in someone's life, isn't it? When a prayer or a message just meets them right where they're at yes. in that moment and so you get to be an amazing kind of part of that which is so exciting it's yeah. such a joy i find janelle that people are connecting through social media and just asking and then if they're willing i'll share it with our prayer team and yeah. for your prayer team too that we work together as a big body see answers because i think prayer is probably sometimes the we know we should pray but it's kind of the underrated weapon in our mm -hmm. kind of arsenal of, of really mm -hmm. connecting with God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you have Destiny Ministries and, and share with us a bit about that and, and a bit of your heart for what that is becoming. So we, we describe Destiny Ministries as a contemporary apostolic movement. Okay. And it started initially with one church plant um, in Glasgow, Scotland, which is where we live. and. We kicked off the first church there in 1990 with six people. Wow. Uh, big vision, small group, big vision, small resources, but big vision, big God. Yeah. And we were encouraged with the openness of unchurched people in particular. Uh, Glasgow's kind of a sectarian city, Catholic, Protestant thing is very strong, um, but the gospel still works. And so we found that people were coming to Christ. Then we hit a patch where no matter what we did, the church did not seem to go through that hundred period and we began to pray and seek God. And after a three week fasting, prayer and fasting period, I felt God speak to me and say, in the climate in which you're currently working, it takes a while for a church to grow. But if you plant a forest, they'll all grow together. Wow. And so with our home church being about 80 people, we began to plant churches and so our kind of international arm, which is what Destiny Ministries, our apostolic movement then is, began to emerge and to develop. And so we went from six people to one church to a few churches, and we've just crossed 1,300 churches planted wow. around the world. And then driving all of that, we, we believe passionately in the fact that every person has a destiny, which is why we call it Destiny yeah. Ministries and Destiny Church. And so we see it as part of our remit and go to help that individual find their God-given calling. And out of that, Destiny College emerged. And so we're into our 20th year with what is our Bible Leadership College. And we've just been so encouraged to see so many church ministers, church planters, 
entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs, emerge through that programme and they're all over the world now doing various, various things. So Destiny Ministries has become kind of a global arm of a local church, if you like. And so you've recently launched a new course. And so tell me a bit more about that. Well, we're starting in this autumn season a shortened version of the original leadership course, which will enable, it's not that the content is shortened, but the amount of hours that people are to be in for two, two or three days is, is all condensed to make the most of their time. Also to release them to build, to build their family and have work. And then there's a new course about the Holy Spirit, but you'd be able to tell more about that, I think. Yes, yeah, so this September we launch a course we've never run before called the School of the Holy Spirit and it's one day teaching and we live stream it so you don't have to come to Glasgow you can live anywhere in the world and connect with this course and it focuses on the person of the Holy Spirit the doctrine of the Holy Spirit then we look at healing faith prophecy deliverance and the, the guys and girls who will do that course will be actively plugged into our healing evangelist team and we frequently run hundreds of healing meetings around the nation and around the world. So they will learn in the classroom, but then they'll have an opportunity for hands-on moments in healing meetings, outworking whatever it is they're learning. And hopefully they'll have all their own stories to tell and they will be living the adventure. So I'm very excited about this new course. Um, it's a five hours teaching a, a day. So it's, a, it's an intense course in, the, in that sense. There's a lot of information. The kind of motto, the strapline of our college is it's transformation leads information. And so it's about growing bigger people. Yeah. And why is it on your heart? Because each ministry has its own kind of heart song, so to speak. And why did destiny really grab you so much? Because some people will say, well, we just feel called to disciple or we feel called to this. Mm. Why is people's destiny is the thing that's really pulling on your heart? You know, Janelle, life wants to take over mm. and the, the enemy is not actually after our lives. He's after our harvest. Mm. And every unique individual has a harvest that God has prepared for them to go and find. And that word destiny helps us to uh, encourage and provoke and comfort and maybe just push people on to believe for, for a bigger thing than just their breakthrough today. And you mentioned song. I think recently I said to a friend who's been struggling with difficulties, depression, and I said, what's your strong song? Mm. Find your strong song and sing it. Yes, it needs to have, the, they all know I love, I lead the worship team back at home, and they know I love to find verses and songs that have the Bible in them, it's not emotion, it's bigger than. It contains emotion, but it's bigger than. So we're, we're saying to people, find the word, pray together, get your strong song. God has a destiny and it's about your harvest. Yeah. It's the people that he knows you can reach. And that's why we need to stay strong in that and, and believe in the destiny he's placed in each and every heart, you know? And you have a new conference coming up, Destiny yes. Diamonds, so tell us a bit about yes. that. Yes, we call it Diamonds because many of, well, life, and many women have been through so much, but they're still shining and they have no idea as to their value. We want to see the women winning. I want to see the women thriving and winning at work, with their money, with their families and in every area. But again, in the climate in which 
we're trying to live out our faith or just go forward in life, every way wants to make us quiet, yeah. cause us to be timid, maybe more focusing on the lack rather than what we have. So Diamonds is about moving forward. The theme this year is battle winners. Amazing. And I really believe we need wisdom. I would fluctuate, you know, between immense wisdom, sometimes only from God, but it sounds too serious. Yeah. And then sometimes it's all about passion and I'm all emotional. <laughs> so I have to find, and I'm asking our girls to pray with me that we find the true way to do this. Yeah. And that's what Diamonds is about. I think it's interesting, one time I thought, oh my gosh, I'm living my life like this roller coaster of like highs and lows. And really what you want to try and find a way is just to tunnel through exactly. because there will always be challenge. Yeah. But it's how do we yeah. manage, like you say, to get that wisdom to get that wisdom and do yeah. so who are some of the speakers that you've got coming this year this year first time ever can i put it like this i've given andrew permission oh wow to speak I'm you're allowing a man no no we've also got a dear friend from kuala lumpur deborah ong who has raised her family and raised leaders in her church to be confident in such a secular and um, maybe, I don't know what your words would be regarding their culture mm -hmm. and community, but you cannot preach the gospel mm -hmm. in the public. They won't get the jobs if they profess yeah. that they have a faith in Jesus. They're told it stops here. So from knee high, they've trained the children to be confident in character, yeah. in education and in faith. And, and in business. And in business, they train the little ones to know how to build a business. Wow. So, so we really need that now because yeah. where's our world going? And we've got to be ahead. Doesn't the Bible say you're the head and not the tail? We need to be ahead knowing what's coming and knowing how to walk, knowing how to walk in confidence. So I've asked Deborah to come and give, her, give us some confidence and some clues. So you mentioned just a short while ago about how the ministry has grown, the word you got from God about it growing like a forest, but how do you actually practically manage to outwork that and do that? I think for me, I've learned that my not-to-do list is more important than my to-do list. Mm. And the seasons change very quickly. So it's always trying to discern what season we're in which means what should we be doing and what can they be doing? And so we, we kind of have a, a kind of an ethos in our ministry that we should all be doing ourselves over a job as fast as we can. But that means we have to develop a discipleship culture. It means we have to develop what we call a right-hand man culture. Everybody's always got a right-hand man or a right-hand woman yeah. who's ready to pick up at any moment in time. Um, but that means leaders are coming up underneath us ready to move forward. So I think the challenge is, okay, we've been doing this, it's now our turn to do something different, it's their turn to do this. And if we can keep that balance working, then we keep yeah. moving forward. One of the things I would say in answer to your question for me regarding the growing thing, I remember even when the children were little and we we've moved... We've had five kids. We've, we've five boys. Well, young men, all young men now, and some married and little grandbabies. And I knew, because this was a, a tribe, just as it would be for a team leader or for a, a business manager, you don't go alone. 
And it's, Lord, it's okay for us to catch this, to believe in it, to get ready and feel prepared, but we have to bring them, not just um, in heart, but in step, so that their needs are met as we go, so that we don't miss anything that's really serious with them. And I've just constantly asked the Lord to keep us practical. You know, that maybe, I don't know if that's a mom thing or a fe I think it's a female thing, but then you guys, you're very, very practical too. But we, we've, we've got the bigger bag, I suspect. <laughs> well, in my case, I always do. It's, the, it's got more in it just in case. And so you've mentioned that you do ministry very much as a team together, and you also write together. Um, how is, what's that process like as you kind of write books and put all of this vision down on paper? I found for me, Janelle Andrew had written more than I had in the beginning. And because we have so many testimonies from when the boys were small, Andrew told me one day, you need to get that. Well, in fact, it wasn't Andrew. God said to me, you must write it down. And I, I fought that because I thought it's taken everything to move forward. Mm -hmm. Why look back? But he just impressed, you know, if you write it, people will see the journey and learn how to uh, engage in spiritual battles and warfare and how to come out the other mm -hmm. side. And I recall in the process, I'd written the stories, the verses, the way I'd prayed, the things that had uniquely happened in every di different situation, some I left out because there was too much detail. <laughs> but Andrew said to me one day, Sue, just at the end of the chapter, put a keys to remember, because mm -hmm. it will kind of formalize and, what's that word, condense everything that people can grasp to know what to do. So he really helped me in that process. <laughs> one of the things we sometimes do if we do a, a program together is we talk about making the word work. Yeah. And I think the more you do for God, the more you're on the front line, the more the enemy attacks. And if he can't get at you, he tries your marriage, he tries your kids, he tries in various places. So we've had lots of sp fights, spiritual mm. fights and battles over the years. And sometimes when the kids were smaller, I'd be away traveling, Sue would be at home having to raise them and be there. So she became a real battle warrior and fought things through. Yeah. Um, but she wrote a great book called Is God There You Bet? It's a whole collection of amazing stories of what looked like an impossible difficulty became a massive testimony yeah. of God just kept intervening. But sometimes people think that God steps in out of the blue, but actually we're part of that process. Mm -hmm. yeah. The Word is a big part of that process. Our faith is a big part of that process. Our confession is a big part of that yeah. process. And um, you know, one, of, one of the comments I often hear about Sue, if she's teaching or speaking, is she's so gentle. But inside her heart, she is the mighty warrior and extremely strong. You wouldn't want to cross her, that's for sure. <laughs> I think most women, we, we, we put up with a lot of them where you just get this like rod of steel down your back, don't you, that you you're able to, to withstand. Because it is so tough, like life is not easy. And I feel sometimes people look for the time when we'll get to a place where there's like no challenge. Yeah. Does that place even, exist yes. or is it the way that we look at it? I think one of the things we determined early on was we wouldn't let a problem stop us and we wouldn't wait for the problem to go away before we became effective again and the case in point is our, our fourth second youngest son when he was small was very very sick and there seemed to be no cure for him 
He was hyper allergic to absolutely everything. Um, it showed itself in extreme eczema, so he kind of didn't look great. But in that season, I was holding hundreds of healing meetings. So we're praying for the sick to get well, and I've got a sick child at home, and he was sick for three, four years maybe. And everything inside us was saying, how can you do that when we have this situation? But we determined, we are, the devil can throw everything he likes, we are not stopping. Yeah. Yeah. And the number of people coming to those healing meetings increased. The BBC, STV came in documentaries about them. Just about every newspaper in the UK wrote stories from them. Mm. But we got a sick kid at home. Mm. But we determined we are, we are just not stopping. And it was a challenge. It was really, really challenging. Mm. Because of the kind of sickness, we didn't sleep very long. Yeah. So we were tired and we had other kids and other responsibilities. But we got our breakthrough yeah. and that boy's totally healed yeah. today. He's never had a sickness like that it, since. It's a miracle because he had a result then which gave room to raise him. Because if you're consumed by trying to find an answer, you yeah. forget about the fun part or the, the other aspects of life. And it, God just gave us an answer. I'm so grateful. But now he's working in a world, because Andrew mentioned eczema, now he's working in a world with woods, resins, oils, dust. I mean, they've never seen so much dust. <laughs> and it's like the Lord laughs at what the enemy tried to do. And we can celebrate with that and see them thrive. And it's just, it's just so amazing because sometimes people don't, just don't see the journey. No. People see people, the finished results, mm -hmm. or they see you preaching mm -hmm. and teaching and your great faith. But really, great faith is built in yes, those it moments. Is mm -hmm. It is. I think it's step by step. I think it's learning to listen, Janelle, because there's so many people want to guide, so many people want to in inform or influence, but actually it's him we're answerable to. We don't, we don't um, detach from people, that's very unsafe, but we have our, I used to say we have our antenna up, and we're listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying today, and it's not just a crisis managing thing. Oh, I need to hear you now, God. It's this morning, every morning, what are you saying to me? Help me, Lord. And when he says things, we really, really need to learn what obedience is, don't we? Because I'm still struggling with that sometimes. I think it's sometimes God says the things that to us seem so strange, like, yeah. really? Like yes. now you'd like me yes. to do, yeah. okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. How do we kind of make sure that we step over that threshold sure. of knowing, you know, we know God's voice, if we know his voice, yeah. of going through those difficult we have We have so many miracle stories and breakthrough stories that started with a simple instruction. And yeah, oftentimes so. people say to me, how did you know that was God? How do you know that was the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Mm -hmm. And my first reply usually is, I usually know it's God because I've already started arguing back with the voice. <laughs> why I can't do it, why that's impossible, why that seems ridiculous. Then I realize I'm having a conversation about an instruction I've received. So that registers. Um, but I think the story of our life has always been going from word to word. Yeah. And yeah. God's always led us that way. And as we go from word to word, breakthroughs come, miracles happen, and impossible things appear. And we stand back later and think, how in the world did that take place? Yeah. We've bought multi-million pound buildings with no money. We've opened up in cities that are heavily persecuted in the world. We've seen our kids come through things. 
And we, we know God is interested in every area of our lives. And I think sometimes when we're talking about hearing God, some people are waiting for God to speak about the very big thing, but he's really interested in the really small thing. Like, what was the last thing I asked you to do? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Have you done that yet? Yeah. Yeah. And he's interested in your marriage and your kids and your health. And he's interested in everything. And he's got a comment to make about it. Yeah. And I think if we were open to those comments, you know, it's just like the New Testament says, God wants to lead us yeah. from faith to faith. And to me, that's called an adventure. And if our viewers could pray for you, because you're always praying for our viewers, but if our viewers could pray for you, for your ministry, what would you ask them to pray for? Do you know, Janelle, I would so appreciate it if people would pray for me to be able to hear his voice. And then in answer even to your previous question, it wouldn't be just to know what to do, but when. Yeah. Because I would tend sometimes to be either hanging back or running ahead. And I just sense over and over, it's not only what he wants us to do, it's when. That I get so much more revelation and understanding and, and willingness to work with his timing. That would be such a blessing, please. Mm. Amazing. I think I would ask people to pray that God would maximize the harvest on every even little thing that we do. Mm. That each thing rises to his maximum potential. And our passion is to see our world one. We want to see people blessed. Um, we always feel time is short. We always carry this sense of urgency. Mm. Um, but if God, God can do amazing things through very ordinary people, that's perhaps the biggest lesson we've ever mm. learned. We sometimes stand back and say, how did that happen? And for anybody listening, God can use them. God does amazing things to ordinary people. So we just pray that God will continue to do amazing yeah. things to ordinary people like us. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I know that you're a popular part of our TBN family, and so I know that our viewers will love to hear more about your heart and about your ministry today. At TBN UK, we want the gospel to be in as many homes in this country as possible. Will you pray with us that we continue to work with the vision that God has given? That's one way of partnering with TBN UK. Or you can tell someone about this podcast our 24-7 programming on Freeview Channel 65 or Sky Channel 582. You can follow us on social media or give. It costs £15 a minute to spread the gospel via TV. For more information on how to join us in sharing the love of Jesus through media, go to tvnuk.org. Thank you for listening. <laughs>